Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Craig Doyle, and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Today, we're in Britain for round 12 of the season from Silverstone. Here is how the race was won. Three corners left. It's three corners, two for Cal Crutchlow in second place. Rossi closes it down, but it's all too late at Brooklyn's corner. It's the short, sharp shoot now towards the finish line. It's going to come so quick. Maverick Vinales has time to look over his shoulder. Marvellous. Maverick Vinales wins the British Grand Prix for Suzuki and sets a new historic bar for that mark. In second place, Cal Crutchlow, the pole man, comes home with a magnificent second place. Valentino Rossi, always a fan favourite, is on the podium in third. Mark Marquez is only one place further back. Coming up, the views of Colin Edwards, James Toslin, Neil Hodgson, Susie Perry, Gavin Emmett and all the protagonists from race day. But first, what did Julian Ryder and Keith Hewan make of the racing? Well, I can tell you now they're taking the commentary box uh, apart around us as me and Julian sit in here after a fantastic British Grand Prix for so many reasons, a fantastic British Grand Prix. Three days, Julian, we really had no clue what was going to happen. Day of Champions, if we, if we make it four days. We should do. Brilliant sunshine, great event, £218,000 raised for Two Wheels for Life. And Andrea told me there's more than that to be added in from uh, various other income, like the Helmet Park and stuff. It's going to be nearer 240. So the official Grand Prix charity, Two Wheels for Life, Day of Champions of Success one more time. Then we came completely contrasting weather conditions. <laughs> Horrible day on, uh, on Friday. Vile. Oh, we learned nothing on Friday, apart from the fact that the Suzuki was good in cold weather, which we knew. Actually, we've got to talk about the Suzuki more we than have. anything else because you were, out of all of our team, the man that was banging on about it right from day one here. You obviously clearly saw something that well, most of us didn't. Well, I also saw something in Czech, in, in Czech Republic that I've never seen before, it being fast in the wet. Talking to a couple of people on Monday at the test, yes, we found something. It wasn't the normal platitude, you know. They had found something. And then Maverick, right through this weekend... Quick in every session. What I was nervous about, though, Keith, was his start. Because usually the thing's buried on the run to the first corner. And he had to do it twice. And he did it twice. And it was perfect. 
Absolutely. That looked like a man executing a plan, getting to the front, and then just taking a tenth, a tenth, a tenth, a tenth every lap. Problem may have been that because of the mixed conditions that we'd had all weekend here throughout the build-up, nobody really knew what tyre combination was actually going to work. We've had it before, I know, with Michelin's, but, but with the new ECU, the new electronics units, the, the new tyres for 2016, Everybody came to Silverson hoping we were going to get a clear run. The only good thing is that they got a test in everything. Cold yes. conditions, wet conditions, dry conditions. Yep. But just no long run. So we didn't know with that 20-lap race, in the end 19-lap race, quite what it was going to be like. And there was a big difference in tyre choices. About every combination was on that grid. They ran a, a harder and a harder, didn't they? On Suzuki, Suzuki did. And it worked perfectly for them. And he just no one could get near him in the end. But the pole man, Cal Cruxo, said that he'd be happy with a sixth place. <laughs> and it was, in the end, converted to a second. And a real proper fighting second place. Cal's kind of come of age at 30 years old. We, we all know these guys are all close in, in their times. When you look at timesheets, they're, yeah. they're all tenths of seconds, thousands of seconds apart in their performances. But Cal now, a couple of second places this year, a race win this year, he's right there, isn't he? It always happens with British riders. They don't start at three or four years old, historically. They start later and they get to their peak a little later than the Italians and the Spaniards who started on that very, very well-defined career ladder when they're just about when they're out of nappies. We always hear about, you know, the Repsol Hondas being the factory Hondas, which of course they are. They're factory supported, the Repsol Hondas of, of Danny Pedrosa and Mark Marquez. But here's Cal again on what is an independent team bike, but yep. it is still a factory Honda. It's still the same as the other boys. The engine is the same. In this case, he's had a new chassis. He's had a new they've all tried and didn't like, and, get, and now he's taking it over. It, it, it's something that they've tried. Honda asked him to try it mm. here at Silverstone. I'd say he likes it, wouldn't, wouldn't you? Well, maybe it suits this place. Maybe those other two boys are now regretting the fact they didn't try yep. it here. If I take it to Misano, it'll be a nightmare. Yeah, that's a fact as well. But uh, Cal Crutcho really, he has the ear, doesn't he, of the factory? Well, the big difference, really, with it, between a factory and the independent team is personnel. They've got more personnel that are looking after the data and all the stuff exactly. that the periphery of the factory exactly. bike. I still think Cal's bike is, is about as factory as factory yeah. can be. Yeah. The only factory that really keeps the satellite team close and feeds them stuff immediately is Ducati. The Japanese, I don't know why, they just don't do it. It's a cultural thing. I don't know what it is, Keith. But we've seen satellite teams before now just... Given the, the, given the thing at Valencia test and not even get a nut and bolt over the season. Talking of nuts, um, <laughs> Mark Marquez, um, he really did push it all over the plot today, didn't he? I mean, I've got to say that no one seems to have kicked off about it. Cal Crutzo says it was fair play, said that, you know, we're all racing motorbikes yeah. here. He was quite rough on him as well. But, of course, I think Valentino Rossi may take a, a different view. I haven't heard yet what Valet has to say about the, the, the treatment that Mark gave him and the treatment he had to give Mark back and to actually ec extricate himself from the um, pushing and shoving. It did. It, get, it was getting to the point where I was wondering what race direction might have to say to somebody. Nothing, because uh, the two biggest names in the... Uh, in, in MotoGP racing are probably uh, <laughs> not the men to take on at this point. But it, it's done nothing for that sort of friendship that we were hoping no. they might be out of we, we've seen the civilities return we've seen handshakes mm. and they'll sit in the same room and side by side especially at the safety commission that does not mean they like each other any more than they did seven eight months ago and i think that may well have been underlined a bit after today's uh, efforts he's only really gained a few points though valentino rossi three in fact so still 50 points in deficit 
two, Mark Marquez. Hey, 50 is better than 53. <laughs> Your mathematics as ever are absolutely bang on, mate. Um, again, Rossi, though, completing that podium, you, yeah. can keep, you can't keep the doctor down, can you? You cannot. And it's, as you said, right through the season, it's the eight front row starts he's had. And the, Eight. and the actual start, he always manages to launch well now as well. Yep. He doesn't give anybody else a chance. In fact, it's better than that. He gives himself an opportunity to try and win the race every time. Absolutely, Keith. Couldn't agree more. And that is such a turnaround. So late in life. Alex Lowe's, of course, ended up getting yeah. three points. Alex Lowe's rode superbly. Hervé Poncherol, boss of Tech 3, really proud of the guy. He goes to Mizano. He gets another ride there. Bradley Smith, I must say seeing that Mizano is only one week away Bradley Smith doesn't look like a man to me that, that may be coming back really quickly that leg injury he's got may last longer yet yeah, Alex Lowe's might get a longer go at it how does I, it clash with World Superbikes? I'm just about to look for the calendar. I don't know. I don't know. Alex goes immediately in the morning, though, Monday. He's testing World Superbikes. He's gone yeah. off to Magny Corps, hasn't yeah. he? Is it Magny Corps they're going to? Uh, yeah, it's in France. It must be Magny Corps, yeah. So, um, Alex Lowe's, good job from him. Absolutely impeccable professional job. I'm not interested in the crash in FP1. It was the same crash that Mark Marquez had. Cold tyre outlap. Cold outlap. Don't care. Yeah. Um, then he did an absolutely brilliant, solid, professional job. A bit like his twin. They're different, though, aren't they? They really are. They are different. Sam put it on pole in Moto2. Great job for him. Great Britain expects was the, the label that came with that, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but he was able, he's mature enough to be able to cope with that. It didn't quite go the way he needed it to go. And then, of course, yeah. Johan Zarco pushed his luck. I mean, I heard what Hodgie had to say. Hodgie said Zarco was completely out of order. I took a slightly... Yeah, he's out of order. Zarco was, it was fault. wrong. Yeah, Sam was, his, was right. It was his fault, and race yeah. direction penalised him accordingly, took him out of the points effectively. But the fact is, Zarco took a run at Sam, and, by, and it was a diminishing return. As he got to the apex of the corner, Sam was already there. Yeah. It was a... It was a it was a racing incident in my view, but the fault of Zarco. It was a chancy move from a bloke like Johan Zarco. You don't expect that from him. Obviously, he was seeing the leader was starting to go away. But in the end, Alex Rins, who's injured, ends up closing in on both Lowe's and Zarco. Took nine points off him. The lead's only ten points. Zarco, uh, you know, yes, he's damaged Sam's aspirations, but he's really damaged his championship aspirations. Quickie on John McPhee, not really uh, coming off the back of that um, Grand Prix win last time out. Really a very, very big... That bike never looked like it handled from day one here. Not what, in the dry, Keith, It no. was just an awful-looking motorbike. In the wet, he was fast again, but uh, unfortunately not a bike for the dry today, and it was... Uh, it, it was such a shame. I did, did feel for John McPhee. The expectations were on him as well. Britain and Scotland expected, and uh, he was unable to deliver with that motorbike. But overall, I tell you what, this felt like a real, a proper Grand Prix. Silverstone, yeah. Silverstone put on a good show. I know it was expensive. There's a lot of fans that are saying it was really expensive getting in here. <laughs> it is, unfortunately. But that's, you know, it is a problem. But again, perhaps that kept the numbers down. I don't think we've exceeded what we had here last year. But the fact is, it felt like a proper Grand Prix. I couldn't agree more. That was a top-quality event, top-quality racing, and it felt special, like a home Grand Prix should. Looking forward to next year already. We better clear off in a minute because they're taking everything down. Around well, we've got to get a Mazzano on Thursday. Can't wait. Before we get chatting to riders and discussing what happened out there, let's remind ourselves what happened across the three classes. We'll start with MotoGP. 
And, well, drama from the off, a red flag, a restart, and a momentous win for Maverick Vinales. He simply went for it, a first win for Suzuki since 2007. Oh, the highs and the lows of racing. Sam taken out by Johan Zarco, ending his dream of a home win as Thomas Lucy won the race, and Sam absolutely broken-hearted. And in Moto3, well, a pack of youngsters tore around this track, a group of 10 for the most part, but it was Brad Binder who showed all his experience to take the lead and stretch his lead in the championship. So there you have it. Uh, the rain stayed away for most of the day, and I'm delighted for all these fans who have really been through the ringer over the course of the weekend. They got rained on yesterday. Her hair is still fabulous. Well done, madam. And they've just had an absolutely wonderful time, as have had the gang here. Um, are we, how are we feeling? Because I know we wanted Cal and Sam to win, Susie, but we're, I guess we're kind of joyous enough about yeah, the results. It was absolutely incredible last race. It seemed to be ticking along, and then suddenly, with a few laps to go, it just, it just lit up, didn't it, with action? I mean, you never quite I knew what was going to happen. I mean, Ian only, all right, sir. Uh, Ian only, uh, you know, you never know where he's going to go and the inevitable kind of kicked off. But Mark Marquez today, look, something in the water, you know, you, in Moto2 and then Marquez in, in, in that last MotoGP. Well, when Marquez got to second, he looked really quick and I thought he was going to hunt down Vinales and really kind of win the race comfortably. But once he got to second, then Cal Crutchlow and, and, and Pedroza and, Mar and, uh, and Everett Rossi were able to tag onto the back of Marquez, which was straight. I didn't think he was going to do that. It was like a bull. He saw Rossi with the red in front of him and yeah. his just smoke started coming out of his ears. And he, uh, I mean, he flipped a switch, you know, and once uh, he got past Rossi, I thought, OK, that's cool. And then he kept going, you know, and it was, uh, I don't know. For 53 points or whatever he had, hey man, cool it. Let's just get the points and. Uh, but he was he was bound and determined. And there was that tension as well with Rossi, wasn't it? Because you could see that, you know, you could see that he was really oh, struggling were, with the tires. Yeah. And I think that I think Mark actually touched Cal. At he did, one point. yeah, just just on the overtaking well manoeuvre that he was trying, which it, it was just on a slight angle. He couldn't break in a straight line to slow it down quick enough, but he, he clipped his knee on the way past, nearly took uh, Crutchlow's uh, knee slider off. Mm. Um, Pretty lucky. We're going to show all the picks again and, and relive a lot of those moments again, but we need to find Alex Lowe's because he had a really, really good day, didn't he? You know, considering Amazing. what he's done, jumping on this bike, taking Bradley Smith's place. So I think you two are going to go find him and try and have a chat with them. Yeah. We're, we're going to do better than that. We're going to try and find Alex and Sam. Oh. Are we brave enough we? to do that? Yeah. Well, uh, they're never too far apart, so are they? <laughs> no, they're not, are difficult. they? They're like us twins like we were yesterday. <laughs> hey. Right, we'll go and do that. Uh, OK. I'm going to ask everyone a question at home, actually. Five sets of brothers raced across this weekend, across the three classes. OK, can you name them all? If you can, Susie's going to give you £100. Wow. OK, oh, at BT Sport, MotoGP, you go find the Lowe's <laughs> brothers. I'll keep that. chatting to Carl. OK. <laughs> 50 quid, 50 pocket. quid. No, you know what? I've left my iPad somewhere. I'll give somebody £100 if they can give it back to me. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm going to go and find the Lowe's twins. <laughs> a lot of money changing hands today. Yeah. Hey? yeah. Um, let's talk about Maverick Vinales. He was absolutely sensational today. And the gap when he crossed that finishing line was brilliant as well. Um, a lot of people talking about this guy being a big star of the future. He's a star of now. Okay, so there's a gal you're out there, you're not out there watching, you're probably here at the paddock. She took a picture with him yesterday and she tweeted it out. And I said, wow, that's really cool. You got a picture before he's world champ. You know, I was just saying, well, here he goes and wins. So he is a future world champ in my mind. He's a great talent. Uh, Suzuki, hats off to him. It, it, it was just an awesome day, awesome victory. 
Uh, he also showed great maturity because there was a red flag, there was a restart, and that can get in on a rider's head. It was a pretty nasty incident. They all had to go back in, they had a quick restart. They still had to wait about 15 or 20 minutes because that was actually on the first lap. You're hauling the mail when that happened. I mean, they're fourth, fifth gear tapped out. I've no idea what that means, holding the mail, but I'm guessing it's pretty like bad. You've got sack full, you've got plenty of gas in the engine. Okay. You're doing that, you know. All right, good stuff. Cal <laughs> um, Crutchlow was uh, holding the mail, and he's with Gav. Cal, I know in MotoGP nothing's going to beat winning a race, but finishing on the podium in a dry race on the British Grand Prix, is that arguably a better performance even still? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bit lost for words at the moment with, with how the whole weekend's gone. I've been probably the busiest man on the planet. I was a bit concerned before the race even started that uh, I'm not saying I wasn't focused because I was always focused, but uh, you know there was a lot of pressure on me, I think, today to, to deliver and to perform. And I stepped up to the occasion. I felt uh, I didn't have the pace of, of Maverick. I have to say very, very congratulations to him. He, he rode fantastic. As did the other guys around me. It was a, it was a great battle. Some fun, some hard moves, but uh, we give as good as what we got, I felt. Uh, maybe I got one in the leg at the end of the back straight that was fast enough, I know that. So, um, But yeah, we're, we're really, really pleased. The, the whole team's done a great job. Honda's done a, a superb job now. And uh, yeah, we're going, uh, we're going to fix the contract later. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be talking about that soon. But you mentioned a couple of hard moves out there and you mentioned one on the back straight from Mark Marquez. Was he a little bit naughty out there today? Do you see a couple that were a bit on the edge? No, yeah, you know... We know how, uh, the way Mark rides. I fully respect him as a rider. He's, uh, um, he's a good guy. He, he just wants to win, and you have to understand that about him. And sure, if he would have cleaned me out, I wouldn't have been too impressed. But at the end of the day, um, I touched him in the, in the back straight once and on the, on the, on the other straight towards the, the final sector. So what can, you know, what, what can I say? I didn't see what was going on with the other guys, so I, don't, I, I can't really comment on that. But... Um, yeah, a great fight, a really, really good fight, a fun fight. And we like races like that, you know. I, I controlled it a little bit at the end. I knew I had one second going on to the last lap or 0.7. And I gave up two tenths each sector, which was perfect for the last sector. I didn't think they could pass me in. So, um, yeah, it felt great. It was, it was a really nice feeling. I had a fantastic support from the fans this weekend. Um, I'm glad it was on BT Sport for everyone to watch and, uh, and I hope they enjoyed it. And I just wonder finally about, about Honda, about the support. I know you've been doing testing for them this weekend. Did you use that new frame? Was it a help? Because you were, you were pulling out of the corners. You were, you know, you were able to get grip down uh, coming out of some of those and pass Mark. Yeah, but you know, it's going to be the same old story. Later on, they're going to change to the chassis that I'm using. Um, but they've already had it this year and they didn't want it, so I took it. Um, yeah, and that's the way it goes. It's, it's racing. Um, it, it suits different styles, you know. My my style suits uh, suits that, that chassis, and, it, and it's what I chose. I had a back to back and, and could have could have done that. And we we're literally evaluating it for for Honda. We're not doing it to to get better results. I was as fast. I, I guarantee this. I was as fast with my normal bike over the weekend. I did exactly the same lap time. I just felt a little more comfortable on the bike I was on. And I wanted to do race distance on it, so I decided to, to go with it in a bit of a gamble. So I had nothing to lose. Um, home Grand Prix. I had three laps to go, and I thought, do not put this on the floor. <laughs> Whatever happens, I was in a good enough position, so um, no. And, you know, I have to give credit to, to everyone around me, um, to my wife, Lucy. She's, uh, she's put up with some miserable, miserable cows over the year when I've been crashed out or getting some stick for crashing out or whatever. So, you know, I'm really, really... Uh, 
really, really pleased and uh, hopefully we can have a few days rest now and go to Misano um, and, and try again. You deserve rest, you deserve congratulations as well. You've had a brilliant few weeks and long may it continue. Well done again, Carl. Thanks, thanks everyone. Great chat from Cal Crutchlow, imperious today, stunning performance from him. Clearly doesn't have an issue at all with Mark's riding, and that's all that matters about what goes on on track. A lot went on track for these two today. We'll start off Alex track. off track. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, congratulations to you. Um, can you tell us about your debut performance in MotoGP? Are you pleased with that? Yeah, honestly, uh, it, was, it was quite difficult because obviously we had a mixed weather all weekend. But I, I enjoyed the race. I, I struggled a bit to find find a nice rhythm after you know, after riding the wet for the last few sessions. And also, it was actually the first time I've uh, I've rode the GP back with a, a full full tank of fuel. And as you know, it's quite a, quite a big difference. So uh, I struggled on the I had a couple of slides on the front in the first few laps, and it meant that I struggled to get my confidence on the brakes. After then, I then didn't feel too bad, and I just didn't want to make any mistakes and bring the bike back. And now I have something that I can I can build on for next week. So. Uh, I, I enjoyed the experience, I enjoyed the weekend, I definitely enjoyed the support and uh, I'm looking forward to Mizano now. I, I know we all know you're competitive, you guys, but you, do you realise you've just finished 13th in MotoGP and it doesn't get any higher than that? I remember you 12 years ago coming up to me for an autograph with your little mini moto. Yeah, right? yeah I remember you, those days. You, you're 13th <laughs> in MotoGP against the best in the world on a bike that you've never ridden before and you've just come in, you're learning as you're racing. What, what was the biggest thing that you've actually learned in that race? Ah, the two biggest things were a bit more understanding about the bike at the start of the race with the, with the, the full fuel tank and also when the, the tyre drops off at the end of the race because the first time I've, I've rode the bike on tyres that are more than 15 laps old was uh, and it changed my style during the race. In, in superbike racing you tend to get away with more of a, a same style. I need, to, I need to be able to adjust my style a bit during the, the race to when the bike's changing around me as in the fuel and the tyres. So it's just a bit more complicated, but like I said, I've got a race's worth of experience now and it's definitely something I can have a think about over the next few days and prepare better for, for the next race. Yeah, you need to let it, let it sink in, but uh, fans were absolutely loving it today and uh, did yourself a lot of favours. Sam, you, well, Alex was talking there about, yeah, give him a cuddle. Um, he was talking about being in the rhythm. You were nicely in your rhythm, weren't you, uh, before you got torpedoed? Yeah, you know, for me, this weekend's been great. In the wet and dry, I've been quite fast. The start of the race, the conditions weren't so good, so I was just relaxed a little bit. And uh, I knew that Zarko was going to be aggressive today. He said it last night. And uh, you know, Luke was riding quite well. He was struggling a little bit to stop the bike. So when I passed uh, Zarko with three laps to go, I felt quite relaxed. And, uh, you know, the plan was to pass Luke and, and, and kick on a little bit. You know, I had a bit more pace this weekend. I could have gone a bit quicker. The last lap with no clutch leaving the bent handlebar, I managed to do my best lap of the race. I think that shows I was sandbagging a little bit, but... It's no good sandbagging when you're laid on the floor. Well, when you when you said there, I, I knew he was going to be aggressive. What did he actually say, Zarko, that made you think that? Uh, he said last night in the conference that he was uh, that Sam's faster than me this weekend, so I need to slow him down in the race. Maybe I need to uh, yeah, slow him down at the start of the race. And uh, so they said, and you're going to be aggressive. And he says, I'll have to be. I can take a lot of positives from this weekend. I just, uh, you know, I've never won my home GP or even in World Super Sport. I never managed to win here in Silverstone. So maybe it's just uh, just an omen. It's only a week, obviously, now until we go to Mizana, so it's something you've got to shut down and put you know, to the back of your mind. How will you be able to do that? Oh, I've had two really strong race weekends. I've had no crashes apart from that, that one there, you know, and uh, that's quite a good step for me. And uh, now I've been fast in the wet and dry. I'll go to Mizano, I'll be fast, and uh, the only way to answer it is to go down and win, and that's what I'll try and do. Yeah, Mizano for you, you've, you've, you know the track? Yeah, um, already done a race there this year in World Superbike. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the track. Love the place, obviously, and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and obviously I feel a lot better prepared than I did for this weekend, so uh, it should be great, and it's also, you know, lots of fun to be racing on the same weekend as Sam, because it's been, it's been quite a long time, so uh, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it, he has a lot more pressure, but 
um, yeah, should be a good one. Well, yeah. it's one thing that the boys have done yourself proud. You know, the, Lo yeah. the Lowe's family and, and, and the fans of you guys, you should be very proud of yourselves because you're still in the hunt of this Moto2 Championship for sure. You've got some good tracks coming up, haven't you, Sam? You know, Mizano's been good for you over the years. Yeah, I've had done a bit of riding this year, testing the Aprilia as well. And, uh, yeah, we did a Moto2 test there before Magello and was under the record. So, uh, you know, I'm riding good at the minute. Today was one of them things I'll have to come out fighting in Mizano. And uh, I said I had to win here to, to fight for the championship. That was true. I think it's quite difficult for me to win it now, but if I can go down and win the next race, who knows what could happen, so uh, I'll try my best. Just a quickie before we go back to Craig. Um, you know, you just said that you're testing the Aprilia at the moment. Do, switching between the two bikes, because obviously they're very different, you get different levels of information from each bike. Does it, does it almost make the Moto2 bike easier? Yeah, it's definitely easier coming back. It's a lot harder when you get on the MotoGP bike yeah. and it's a bit more of a handful, but... He's running the bike in Mazzano as well, so... I said I didn't have as much pressure this weekend, but I've got his lap time to beat, obviously. So the quicker I do that, the, the better. <laughs> the banter between the Lowe's boys Can continues. you please be teammates in MotoGP at some point? That'd be really good. Uh, I want to be stood as close as this, though. It'd be a bit, be a bit, a bit of rivalry. Can't, you can't split them up, can you? <laughs>Yeah, the first one I made a great start. The clutch felt good off the line. Uh, I went into fifth turn one, then passed Pedroza for fourth, then passed Cal for third. And then when I passed uh, Rossi for a second, I thought, yeah, this is going pretty good. And then uh, a corner later, the red flag came out, unfortunately. So had to do it all again, and it didn't go quite the same. Clutch didn't feel as good with the second start. And then I uh, got hit by a few guys. Lorenzo collected me after a few corners and got beaten backwards. And finally, it was Stefan Brattle. He hit the back of me when he crashed and damaged the rear of the bike. And... That was uh, a big hit from my wrist. Have you seen the incident? Because it was a scary old crash. It hit you at some speed. Obviously, you felt it. But, I mean, the fair old clobbered you. Well, um, did it damage the bike where you, it was an issue? Yeah, he, uh, he hit the back tyre, damaged it for just the left side a few laps. Uh, I couldn't really turn left, but then it got better. main thing was he broke the rear mudguard, and it was stuck in the back wheels, so I had to reach in there and pull it out, which, which isn't nice with the, the chain and everything around there. But I got it unwedged and, and got on, uh, on my way again. So... It was tough after that and uh, disappointing, but did all it could to get, manage uh, four World Championship points. Yeah, and Mizano next, a track you know very well, I know, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I like Mizano, it's a, it's a nice track. It's very different to here, it's more tight and twisty, so uh, we'll take it as it comes. All right, well, unlucky today and uh, we'll, see you in the f well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you. We can now hear from the man of the day, the man of the moment, Maverick Vinales is with Gavin. Maverick, Suzuki haven't won a race since 2007, a dry race since long before that. You were just a little baby at those times as well. You've just won your first most GP race on a Suzuki. How's that feel? Incredible. I mean, awesome feeling. Still, I don't believe, you know. Uh, finally, uh, I made the win. You know, the dry condition, nothing strange on the condition. We push. From the first lap until the end, honestly, today I was feeling great. The team did an awesome job this, this weekend. In Breno, we did one step, here another one. I hope it continues, you know, but incredible feeling, you know. This, it's what I'm working for, you know, and so, so amazing. When you woke up this morning and there were spots of rain falling around the track and warm-up was horrible, were you thinking, nah, you know, I could be on the top of the podium at the end of the day? No, sure not, because in the rain, you know, it's like a lottery. But when I saw Moto2, I saw that that couldn't rain anymore. I said, okay, now it's the day, I need to push hard. Already in the first uh, race, I pushed hard, and on the first laps, I 
break a little bit before the red flag. Then on the second one I say, okay, I need to make the same, pushing from the first lap, and I did it. Honestly, I can't believe it. Obviously, we know that you're leaving Suzuki at the end of the year, but how much work have you and the whole team put in since you joined Suzuki, especially this winter, though, as well, to get yourselves in a position where you can win races, where Suzuki is a competitive bike? I hope, I hope, because uh, we are on a great level now, you know. I feel so good on the bike. Uh, I, I feel so good on my level, you know, and on the riding style, I feel quite prepared, like the top riders. And honestly, I want, I want more, and we want to, to be again here. Well, Maverick, you are the first man to win in Moto3, Moto2 and in MotoGP. In no, but the first oh, to win, okay. to win oh, in all okay. those three because Marquez was in 125, oh, okay. so Maverick, Perfect. congratulations. Go and enjoy it. Thanks. What a brilliant statistic. Of course this kid's going to be a star. Marvellous stuff. Here's confirmation of that result in third place. Valentino Rossi Cal, a brave second place from him. And in first, Maverick Vinales on board that Suzuki. And there's a very proud dad-like figure standing beside me here. Davide Brivio, Maverick's boss. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. An unbelievable day for you. Yeah, yeah, really. Thanks Thanks very much. Hey, I, he I is, no he is like the dad figure. He was the yeah. first one to pick me up when I went to Europe in 1995. Yeah. He oh, really? picked me up from the airport. Yeah, I was saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to have Collie here. Yeah. <laughs> So he was it? 20 years old. We were reminding us the, the other <laughs> night he was a kid when he came to us. He's still a kid, trust yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, of course, uh, we are very happy. It's unbelievable what we've done. I mean, you know, it's only the second year we are here. We started this project from a white paper, the bike and the team and everything. And to be here so early, there are many, I'm saying that there are many bets, small bets and challenge in this project. Uh, we took a rookie rider from Moto2, actually after only one year in Moto2, and people were saying it was too early to take him, you have to leave it more, get him more experience. Then um, we took like, his crew chief was a rookie, the team was a rookie, the, bi the bike is a rookie, and so we've, I think, uh, working day by day, I don't know we here. Hey, I don't know how we are here. You're on the top step. That's all that counts right now. What yeah. were the qualities you saw in Maverick back then that you're seeing coming through today to take a victory like that today? What are those qualities? It's, uh, it's very clever, smart. I mean, he knows, uh, he understands very quickly what he has to do. And uh, um, then he, he only gets nervous when he's not on the top positions. <laughs> when, he see, when he look at the screen and he sees that he's, he's not on the top, then he started to get uh, a little bit worried. But uh, now he's good, he understands and it's very clever. So I really did not understand the domination. I didn't know that he could come out today and dominate like he did. I thought maybe he could fight for it but he just cleared off and left. Did you expect this? No, not like that, because, I mean, we knew we were quite uh, relaxed on a tire choice, hard, hard, because uh, we did a good FP2. I mean, it was fast since SP1, FP1 here. A good lap time on FP2, FP3 was relaxed. He, he was saying, like, he can do, and, uh, but I expected also, of course, markets, Valentino, yeah, sure. uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, the Ducatis, everybody following and fight. Then we had a very good start on the first start, and then uh, the, 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 the race was red flagged, and then we, okay, I thought, okay, one good start, and then, <laughs> yeah. of course, no, it has to happen to us. And, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the, the, second, the second start uh, was less brilliant, but immediately recovered, and 
Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we knew we were fast, but we expected also the other faster. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I interviewed you in this paddock three years ago, and you said, no, we're not coming into MotoGP. You're being very coy and sheepish and naughty. I'm so glad you did come into MotoGP. <laughs> no, probably it was 2013. Yes. And I was talking about 14, because we arrived in a 15. Okay, you're forgiven. You won. You're forgiven. <laughs> All your sins, you're forgiven. Um, such a great moment. Just briefly, how big a moment is, not just for you, not for Maverick, just for all these people here. Yeah, I think for Suzuki is a big moment because, uh, you know, uh, we're not uh, so used to win, let's say. And uh, they were telling me, I didn't know that the, the last victory on the, the last victory was Vermeulen on the wet, on the wet. Uh, 2007, I think. Yeah. But the last one on a dry was in 2000. Was Sete, yeah? Was should be Kenny. Was no, I think they said Sete. Was it Kenny? Actually, I mean, you you understand that I didn't study yeah. because I was not prepared to, that, to this moment. I don't even I think study. It was Sete. I think and, it was Sete. Yeah. And uh, so uh, for us, is uh, is fantastic. I'm sure that everybody in Japan is excited, and uh, it's good. It brings big motivation to to our engineer management and everybody. So. Now I can go to Japan next month. <laughs> First thing, go get yourself a honey and lemon because your voice is going well done. Yeah, Congratulations. Okay. Uh, so happy for you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. brilliant. Let's celebrate. I, I wonder Thanks. where this leaves. We need to check it out. Where does this leave Maverick in the championship? He's a fourth position now. Oh, there you go. You see, Davide's done it for you. You can't catch him out on a stat. Um, he is just fourth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before, um, it, it is Sete Gibbonau, by the way, and that race, it, it's, it's a little bit damp that day, but it was classed as a dry race, so that was the last dry race. On a Suzuki? Wow. Uh, ben Williams would like to know, uh, does anybody else feel that Maverick could be possible champion for next season, or am I being daft? I don't think you're being daft at all, Ben. No, on, on the Yamaha? I mean, we haven't seen him on a Yamaha yet, and, and the Suzuki, how, how good it's working for him. We, we don't know, because it's his rookie year in, in MotoGP, really. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, you don't know if it's a Suzuki or him. So when, he, when we see him on a Yamaha, then if he performs like this, it's going to be a tough man to beat, that's for sure. It's going to be certainly exciting. But Craig, your wish is our command. Let's have a look then at the standings. And Maverick Vinales in fourth spot, as Davide Brivier just told us. Of course, he knew that. So Mark Marquez still leading the way. But 50 points now, two race wins away from Valentino Rossi. So he's closed the gap, but only by three points today. Jorge Lorenzo is third. Mav is fourth. Then Danny Pedrosa in fifth place. Andrea Iannone couldn't stay on the track today in sixth. Seventh is his teammate, Dibizio. So Cal is in eighth place, moves up to eighth place today. And look how close it is to Dibizio. So just three points now away from the Italian. Um, Paul is in ninth and Hector rounds out that top 10 with 78 points. So let's catch up now with a man who was second today on the podium, fans' favourite, Valentino Rossi. Wow, what a British Grand Prix that was, yeah, Valentino. Was that was really, really hard fought as well. But do you enjoy that kind of race and to take the podium as well? No, I, I enjoy very much because, uh, like you said, it was a great show and there was a great hard battle from the beginning to the end. I know that I have to suffer, and uh, because on, on the dry we are uh, we have a problem with the tires, especially in the second half of the race. Uh, so I know that I have to push at the maximum from the first to the last corner. We did uh, the good choice, good setting. We start with the hard front that was uh, was okay, so I can push. Uh, but at the end it was uh, was difficult. Crazzo, Iannone, and also Marquez, especially. I said. Uh, this time on the podium difficult but at the end I, I don't give up and it uh, was uh, was good and uh, I enjoy very much 
You look like, yeah, the rear in particular, that you were struggling a little bit to come out of some of the corners, especially on the right-hand side. Yes. What about some of the moves and some of the battles between yourself and Marquez? Were you happy with those? Yeah, it was, it was a good battle. It was a very hard battle, uh, you know, is uh, normal. Uh, but uh, it was different than Sepang, no? Because uh, we, we go both in the same, in the same way. In Sepang, it uh, looks like you go in the other way. <laughs> but uh, I'm very happy. Yeah. Hey, and I just want to point out another, we've had our seventh winner now. Maverick Vinales, your future teammate, of course, has won a race. How fantastic is it to be riding in MotoGP? If you still to be there as well and riding right at the top of the championship with all the youngsters, with some of the guys who've been around a few years like Cal as well, it's a great moment, isn't it, for the whole sport? You know, um, with the victory of today, everybody will know Vinales, no? Uh, but uh, the people that work here, uh, also me, know him uh, from before. <laughs> and uh, I'm very worried for next year, but I was already worried before than today. And uh, he have a great talent, uh, he have the touch, you know, uh, he was very fast. I'm very happy for him, I'm very happy for all the Team Suzuki because I have a lot of friends there, so congratulations to them. But now, next week in Misano, they have to arrive behind. At your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valentin. And also for Cal, Cal was... Uh, it's an unbelievable moment uh, with Cal, eh? Maybe I have to, to make a, a, a baby, also me. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know about that. Well, won't you, Valentino, next time? Congratulations. Look, another podium, mean, you've closed in that gap in the championship. So well done today. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Ciao tutti. is the hero of Moto3. The series leader wins here at Silverstone. How does that feel, Brad? And the crowd goes, wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, definitely. Uh, it's been a while since I took my last win. So to get another one here today really felt great. Although you had a significant lead in the championship coming into this, were you getting slightly concerned that you weren't getting the wins? Were you looking behind you a little bit? You know, uh, when I got to Brno, my, my plan was the whole weekend to try and win again. And uh, when it was pouring down the rain on Sunday, I decided to keep the same game plan, which turned out to be not the best plan. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoy racing and I enjoy trying to win. So, uh, And you enjoy taking great. the lead. Yeah, I mean, that's where you want to be. You know, keep the chasing pack at bay. Okay, well, uh, let's start over here for a second because you guys look like a bunch of axe murderers out there. There's like eight, <laughs> ten of you, and you're chopping each other's nose off and all kinds of action. And it looked like you just decided you were like, I got to get out of here. You know, I got to get to the front. You know, uh, I went down the down the back straight, and the one guy rode into me, and I went from being first to I think eighth, <laughs> and then I got cut up again in the next corner, and the next corner after that. So. I said, look, if I want to finish this race, I've got to get to the front and then try and make a plan for the last lap because uh, there's such a good chance I get taken out. And you have this really good gift of staying out of trouble. You know, all the guys behind you in the championship, they've all had their you know, ups and downs, but you're just constantly there. You, you stay out of the scraps. You know, uh, I think the easiest thing, the easiest way to put it is I've been lucky, honestly, I think. I think you're being very modest there. I think it's more <laughs> than luck. Yeah. Back home in South Africa, mm -hmm. how do they feel about you? What are they saying about you in the papers? And you know, are they following your progression? Uh, since since I got my first win in Hereth, I think things in South Africa really got a bit blown up. You know, I think the the media really almost blew it out of proportion. But uh, you know, obviously it's great. It's so much so nice to see how much support I have back home.
Yeah, it's good because your rugby team's getting a bit shaky, so it's <laughs> nice it's going well in the world of <laughs> Moto3. Good on uh, you, man. Let's check out your championship standings at the moment, Brad, because it's looking very strong here at the moment. I mean, Navarro, well, he's kind of off the chase now, really. You know, 86 points, is that right? Yes, 86-point lead, and it's pretty massive with uh, just six rounds to go, so you must be feeling pretty confident. Will you allow yourself that? Yeah, you don't even have to show up. You can just like go on a vacation, show up for the last few races. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think last year is a perfect example of you can never really relax, you know? You've got to try to stay, stay on it all the time. But um, my game plan is to just carry on doing what I've been doing and stay focused on that, and I think we'll be all right. Best of luck with that. Congratulations. Thank Thanks for much. talking to us. Good stuff. Awesome. Congrats. Thank you very Good much. Good stuff. Those two boys trying to take him bad ways, teach him bad things. James Thompson says, uh, didn't uh, Bob and Schneider just demonstrate the value of a great teammate? Fantastically clever lap from the KTMs, James. Wait, what are you doing over there? Get in here. Single of you, isn't it? I don't want to like crouching on you. But that's true, isn't it? He did He did do a great job for, oh, for his teammate there. Yeah, and great for Holland as well, you know, uh, first po podium for him. Um, I think the ride was uh, Stefano Manzi. Oh, no, you know, the, the wildcard ride, going from 34th on the grid uh, up to up to fourth place, getting 30 places. But uh, yeah, a fantastic performance from the KTM Red Bull team. Yeah, like a bottle of pop, wasn't he, Manzi? Like a bottle of pop? Bottle of pop. What's that then? Oh, it's all excited, you know, all fizzy and exciting. Wow. Effervescent. Amazing, great. Mm. With with one of those mints in it, you mean? Right, well, <laughs> let's move on to Moto2. Oh! That's a touch! That's a touch and that's an off! Zarco then sticks it under Sam Lowe's and takes him out. The Frenchman has knocked the Englishman out. And that is a disaster. The fans there will be vociferous. But it's going to be Tom Lutie of Switzerland. He's back with a bang at the British Grand Prix. So that's uh, Moto2 today, and this is how the championship looks after that. So Joanne Darko now on 181 points, and Alex Rins really was the winner today. No one expected it with the problem with his collarbone, but he's only 10 points off the leader. Sam Lowe's in third spot with 137, a little way off, but Mizano still to come, and he'll be trying his damnedest. Gavin's joined us now. Hello, Gav. Hello there, how are Hello. you doing? Excellent. <laughs> it's been fun. What was your highlight of the day today? Uh, Maverick. Maverick, having seen someone as a kid like that come all the way through the championship and actually get right up to the top of the tree, finally, and win races. Yes, we've seen it with the likes of Mark Marquez, but he's almost had a silver spoon. He's had the, the right bike all the time. Maverick's come in on a Suzuki. On a Suzuki, a yeah. bike that's only just come back into the championship, mm, that hasn't amazing. won a race in so long, and he's turned it. He's been instrumental, along with Alicia Spargro, but he's been the one that's pushed it on to another level. To see him do that, for me, is, is pretty special. And, Colin, that really must help Suzuki in their development, because we know they don't have the same budget as the big guys, but, wow, they're here winning the British Grand Prix. Yeah, but I have one thing going through my head, and it's he's already signed to go to Yamaha. You just want to race on a Suzuki, you know? And it's like, uh, you know what? <laughs> what would have been if you would have stayed. So hats off to him, fantastic rider, he rode great, but I don't know, I kind of would have liked to see him stay for another year or two, to be honest. They did yeah. well not to drop him then as well by Mark Fabian. That was a little bit worrying for, for a It was great for the championship to have, you know, like the Honda and the Yamaha and the Suzuki, like you're saying, you know, three manufacturers mm. in, on the podium. It's, uh, it's going to be a shame if, if someone else can't get the Suzuki back up there, but hopefully Rins can. And today, Cal rode out of his skin too. 
I think that's almost as good as a win in the wet last time out. Winning our second position in the British Grand Prix after taking pole position. We weren't expecting Cal to be on the podium in the dry, if at all, at all this year, and he's put it there in a fair race. Neil, anything else stand out today for no, you? No, I'm just going to say Cal. I mean, I've not seen him ride actually that well mm. in the dry. He was pulling some moves that I didn't, even I didn't think was possible. Total respect to the guy. Yeah, top open riding now in eighth position. Yeah. Doing it, how it's turned around for him. From his terrible been start to the season. No yeah. wonder Valentino Rossi wants to get cracking are, on it. You know? Are you guys <laughs> starting to feel that Cal's starting to feel he belongs there? Yeah. Because you know he's I'm, always been a fast rider. He's always put the lap in, but now it's like he's constantly there. He's got a kid. He's chilled yeah, yeah, out. That's so nice, right. cool. And I feel like he belongs there now, and mm. I think he's believing that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm agree happy more. for Checkinello as well. You know, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of work from the Checkinello team. Yeah, there'll be a lot of tears from there. He always has a good old cry. Lucio is emotional, isn't he? But what? For, have you enjoyed the British Grand Prix today? Yeah! British fans, it was, a, it was a good ending to MotoGP there, wasn't it? OK, well, we know it's Mizano, of course, in, well, less than a week, actually. We're going to be going out there in a couple of days. I'll be joining you. And what fun that's going to be. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.